0: Episode 386, Brand, Culture, and Strategy, Ken Beta. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Hi, I'm Adam Lewis-Walker, host of Awaken Your Alpha, the number one men's development podcast. That is also a best-selling book, Awaken Your Alpha, Tales and Tactics to Thrive, and also a TEDx podcast. Talk, Awaken Your Alpha, How to Rise Up. You can see a theme here, but please do check these out. If you like the talk, if you like the podcast, you will love the book. The book is the best of the best, and it's available on Amazon as a coach and implementer. I'm here for you. I've got your back. Get to the guys. It's important to really remember that you create your own arena, your environment. Not just your physical environment, but just as importantly, your mental environment. This episode is sponsored by The Arena the men's only membership community that really will enhance all and everything you're doing. Dig deeper into the effective model, philosophy, and strategies. Ultimately, it's that mindset and philosophy to fulfillment and the art of living. That's mental toughness and strength going forward as a man. Stepping into the arena is what it's all about. This is gonna be 10 x the value. And for the founding members, please do go and check this out. This is a huge opportunity to get in at the ground floor. It's ayalpha.com forward slash arena. Get through the podcast. Okay, this week we're going to be talking all about brand, culture, and strategy. We've got Ken Beta on the line. Ken is the founder of Beta Training and Consulting. He's more than 15 years of experience in helping organizations create environments where employees actually want to come back to work and customers want to keep coming back. So he's a facilitator in trainer and strategic planning sessions and an expert in brand, concept, culture, building, and management. It's quite a mouthful, but he's been helping hundreds of organizations since 2001. Fellow author, and he's the author of the formula for business success equals B plus C plus S, which we're going to talk about the pocket guide to strategic planning and a few other books. So I'm going to dive straight into it first, Ken. Are you ready to awaken your alpha today?
1: I am always ready to awaken
0: my alpha. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So, I mean, I could have got carried away and gone on about your bio for a little bit longer, but what are you all about at the moment? What would you like to add or highlight from that brief introduction? You know, the, uh, you,
1: you hit on the, the key right there is what I'm passionate about is creating environments where employees actually want to come to work and where customers want to keep coming back. And that's all about the brand culture strategy. Um, as I talked to you, full disclosure, I had the distinct pleasure to meet you at the New Media Summit. Uh, shout out to Steve Olsher, great event. Um, and like I said, at, at the summit, yeah, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. I'm not the <laughs> brightest bulb on the tree, or, or as somebody else said, not the sharpest tool in the shed. You know, I, I got an MBA, and I, you know, I got good grades and everything, but you know, I had to work damn hard for those things. I wasn't one of those guys that you know could read the book for 15 minutes and then come in and you know get an A plus on the midterm or the final. Uh, I had to work darn hard. So the whole brand culture strategy or what I call the B plus C plus S formula was actually originally meant for me just to be able to get my head straight and compartmentalize, you know, all the things in business and to truly create alignment among all those things.
0: Awesome. And so you you touched on a little bit about your origins there, but tell us where you're originally from and where you're speaking to us from today and a little bit about you know the journey from obviously what you're doing now is not necessarily the sort of thing that people think. Oh, that's what I want to do when I'm older. So how did you get there? Sure,
1: sure. Well, I was born and raised and uh, lived in the Chicagoland area for 40 years. Uh, about 10 years ago, I uh, I moved to Los Angeles and uh, got blessed to to marry the love of my life. Uh, And I'm only 25, so figure that out with (laughs) with that math. Uh, But uh, originally, when I was in Chicago, I, uh, I got into banking and was working for yeah, I was working for <laughs> I was working for a 4 billion dollar uh banking institution that uh, was basically a bankers bank. They offer products and services to other financial institutions. So it was a B2B play. Yeah. And uh, worked up to VP of marketing and business development at the age of 30. Well, I was pretty proud of that until I got canned Adam.
0: <laughs> Ouch.
1: Wow. Yeah, I got canned at the age of 32, uh, and uh, did you? you had, sit, I how many was it?
0: it out, was it out of the blue, or?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. You know, looking back at it, you know, I probably did subconsciously. Um, you know, frankly, you know, I learned a lot from that. I will say that you know, getting canned from that particular job was probably about 80 percent my fault. Uh, And we can certainly dig into that if it's relevant to your audience. But uh, I'd love to hear a
0: little bit bit about (laughs) that because, you know, a lot of times these interviews, I don't want them to come across as as shiny and like this is, you know, because that's not reality. We've all had our struggles. So um, and and obviously, I'm sure that experience has helped made you stronger now and appreciate more what you're doing. So talk to us about that because, you know, it's very honest to take on like that much responsibility, which I think is, you know, is uh, admirable.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I, you know, I was so proud to to make the the management team at thirty, and you know, I will admit that the first you know six to nine months in that job, I thought, all right, I, I made it. You know, I'm I'm here. I can delegate. You know, I've got fifteen people working for me. You know, I could leave at three o'clock. You know, I could waltz in at nine fifteen. Uh, which wasn't the activity that got me there. You know, I yeah. I'd work yeah. Saturdays. You know, I get in. I get in sooner than everybody else. I'd work a little bit later, but you know, something in my psyche said, you know, hey, you know, I deserve this. I deserve some time. And you know, it, and looking back at it, um, you know, if I had put that same energy in, you know, coupled with the fact that looking back, they, they really needed me. You know, the the company had just gone through a major merger. Uh, I was a big part of that. That's how I got that VP job, and yeah, you know, they were in shambles after that merger. And frankly, you know, if I had really applied, you know, that brand, culture, strategy, mindset that I mm. was creating then, yeah, you know, that really would have helped the organization. Um, you know, now, you know, it, at the end of that, I actually tried to scramble and you know yeah. work the way I used to and everything. Uh, but by that time, they had gotten a new CEO, yeah. um, a lot of the management had turned over and changed, and a lot of the support and mentors that I had 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 already left. So, you know, I hadn't built those relationships. I didn't have the emotional bank account with the new CEO, with the new COO, with the new CFO. And so, you know, they all gathered around and said, why are we keeping this guy, you know, that, you know, hasn't really performed up the snuff in this job? Well, you know, let's go get somebody that can, you know, so... It was, it was an ego blow you know no no question about it you know one that i still think of today and that was almost mm. 20 years ago yeah. uh but at this but at the same time you know i, I learned a lot from that um, yeah. you know, i try to bring that to some of my mentoring that i do with clients um, yeah you know, i try to it, it, it gives me when i think yeah. back at it, it gives me a little bit of humility um, not a lot cuz you need some ego to do this job <laughs> but well, it's, uh, it's I'm, certain, so, it's, I'm so i'm so glad to that give
0: some yeah, I'm so glad we stumbled on it because the, the awakening Your Alpha concept is absolutely perfect for this show. Because a lot of times, you know, me included, a lot of people do, you know, the fundamentals and do things like going in early and working hard and get these great habits to get them out of, you know, tough situations. And then when they get to kind of normality or even doing well, like you were there, then they s- slowly start stopping doing the habits that got them there and that's when like gradually they go back down and then they have to restart again and it continues so it's the awakening is all about like that daily you know applying the habits that got you to your point and continue to move on to thrive so i'm i'm you, you know you're fully qualified for the show so this is awesome so you've obviously <laughs> you're a bit you're a bit down at this point so tell us about you know that fighting back and um, also i like to ask that, you know what, who or what helped awaken your alpha? Was it this period or was there anyone who inspired you as well around this time?
1: Yeah, you know, I, w- I would say at that particular time, you know, I needed to awaken my alpha. And the way that I did that is, you know, I dove into starting beta training and consulting. And, you know, I thought, you know, maybe this is still, you know, my my ego kind of picking me up and say, you know, you don't need those guys. You've got a whole MBA in entrepreneurship. You always wanted to start your own thing anyway, so go ahead and do it. Um, so in essence, you know, I awakened it at first and started that business and, uh, and did have some very high ups and some very low downs, as any entrepreneur does. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, then, and then, you know, fast forwarding, the Great Recession happened, and, and that, was, <laughs> that was a ton of fun to be, you know, on your own. Uh, but i would say you know if i if i have to give anybody credit to reawakening my alpha in really embracing this uh, this role this this business of beta Training and consulting uh, it's got to be my wife um, you know when i met her and we started dating and we got engaged and you know unlike I had really had before you know she would tell me things like i believe in you you know, I'm not when I would have success, she would of course celebrate it with me, but also say, you know, I'm not surprised. You know, this is what you should be doing. Um, you know, so you know, having that having that right partner in your life is is so huge, and that's probably the biggest blessing that I've I've had in life.
0: Awesome. So let's dig in a little bit more to sort of branding, culture, and strategy, this formula. I mean, why do you think it's so important? What are some key points about it? If someone's like, Okay, then like, why write a book about it? Why are you focusing so much of your time on it? Talk to us about that.
1: Well, yeah. Uh, just a real quick background. It took me three friggin' times to actually write that book. You know, I started it, stopped it, started it, mm-hmm. stopped it. Yeah, it really had to get my my head around it. But the way that the B plus C plus S formula finally kind kind of came to my mind is, you know, I would I've always been a learner. I'm still a learner. Uh, through a lot of different ways and you know, I always would run around especially in the 90s when I was trying to get that VP job is I would you know go to a seminar on empowerment and then I go read a book on reengineering, and then I'd pick up a uh, uh, you know some type of article on Six Sigma and I would think you know wow these are really good ideas but you know how do we fit them all together you know like for instance what if I wanted to do both reengineering and empowerment at the same time Could I do that? Or that's something that I just have to concentrate on one. And then I kind of started thinking, you know, the very big picture, it really is about brand, culture, and strategy, that all of our problems, all of our issues tend to fall in one of those buckets. In other words, you know, we need to answer the questions of, from a branding standpoint, what's the image we want to promote out in the public? From a culture standpoint, what's the experience we need to create both for and through our employees? And from a strategy standpoint, how do we drive more of the right business to our business? And it just came to me that those were the three critical questions that we need to ask. And when I work with clients, it's usually one of those questions or the answers to that, to that question that a company has the most problem with.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, this may be the the best way to ask these questions. If you think of a better way, please do help. But in terms of branding, what are some of the key mistakes? And again, some of the key things or ways that it can be done right. And I know it's probably there's a lot of individualized nature of this, but if you can give us some broad strokes for the, the three components.
1: Sure, sure. When it comes to branding, it comes down to consistency. Uh, consistency in look, consistency in uh, in message, and consistency in the experience. That's a lot of times where, where we fall short as a service-based company, because we'll get the first two right, we'll have great visuals, we'll have a great message, we'll put it out there on a consistent basis through all the channels, but we can't necessarily have a consistent experience. So, for instance, to give the audience an example, maybe it's a great restaurant that does a very, very good job of marketing their message. They say there is this great sports bar. It's this great environment with great food and so forth. And it draws people to that particular restaurant. But, you know, one day they come on in there and none of the TVs are on sports. You know, there's a new bartender or a new waitress, doesn't quite know what they're doing or don't know the specials. You know, the next day you go in there and they're right on point. There's sports yeah. on every TV. Yeah, you know, the the server's right on top of it. Yeah, the next day you come in and the servers are on top of it and the TVs are okay, but the sandwich that you ordered two weeks ago is just a little bit different and not as good. So it's that consistency in the experience, too, that we need to have in terms of branding. And then that bleeds into the culture. That's why I say, We need to know the experience we need to create first for the employees, because if they have an experience, if they have an expectation, then they're going to be more apt to create that consistent experience that's going to support your brand. And the strategy, you know, ironically strategy to me seems to be, or at least comes fairly easy. And I find that many times that businesses either take to that particular training very well, you know, or they've already done that extremely well in terms of setting goals and understanding their niche, uh, but they just need to implement it. The last point that I'll make on B plus C plus S to not go into a huge diatribe here, <laughs> is I truly believe that the key to brand, culture and strategy alignment is the service standards. If you create service standards through your employees that we really have buy-in for, and we make sure that we adhere to them every day, you know that's going to make your service-based business that much better than any competition that doesn't implement service standards.
0: Definitely. So, who would you say is your ideal client who you work with? It sounds—is it service-based businesses that's coming through, or t- tell us about? that concept? Where I do my best work
1: is between about 10 to 150 employees. Um, I've worked with companies that just have two people and also ones that have thousands of employees. Where I find I do my best work is with a service-based business, a business where the service or the experience, a better word, is just as or more important than the actual product. Um, so banks, restaurants, hair salons, spas, uh, fitness centers, um, all of those places, financial advisors, you know, all of those places offer a service that you can get at a lot of different places. Yeah. But the reason people keep coming back is because of the overall experience that they get your place over another.
0: Okay, we're going to move into the alpha round now. and I'd like to start this off with, is there a particular quote? that really resonates with you is either a favorite quote or just the way you like to live your life and your approach to life? Any come to mind? Yeah,
1: you know, the, <laughs> you know the, the, the best quote, and I use this with my clients all the time, and it's a famous one, it's from Einstein, is the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Um, one that I've applied to myself many times when I've screwed up, <laughs> um, and ones that I, one that I like to remind my clients of as well.
0: Awesome. In all of the work you do, is there a particular resource that you'd like to recommend that either keeps you, you know, keeps you on schedule? Um, it's just something you use quite regularly in your running of your business that you think is either not widely known or maybe not used in quite the way you use it. Anything that comes to mind?
1: You know the the resource that keeps me on track, uh, because like most entrepreneurs, you know I have trouble staying organized. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know I learned this big shout out from fellow uh, icon uh, Sean Douglas, who I'm sure you met at the New Media mm-hmm. Summit. He's uh, taught me this: is just simply being a stickler with your calendar and with time um you know he he actually goes to the extreme (laughs) where he 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 actually schedules lunches and I'm gonna get up at this time and this is when I'm gonna have a snack and all that I haven't quite gotten that I haven't quite made it to that Uh, level
0: yeah I do schedule in some uh, (laughs) you know family time and different days and I love I love scheduling because then you know you make things a priority and they you allow time for them definitely
1: yeah but I've basically turned my calendar into my to-do list. Um, you know I used to make lists and then you know, your day would get away from you. but when you have that calendar and you've blocked out an hour um, to connect with meeting planners for speaking gigs, or you've blocked out an hour to to do this specific work for the next strategic planning session for a client, you know, you're almost compelled unless there's something else that's just come up where you just have to tackle it you're almost compelled when you see that block come up on your calendar it's like all right now i have to work on yeah, this yeah there's a reason you put it me a lot. <laughs> yeah
0: definitely awesome um, now i look for a book recommendation what's either been a very impactful book for you in your lifetime or one that you recommend and it doesn't have to be anything to do with you know, brand in our cultural strategy. Obviously, we've got you all books sure. and we have them in the show notes, but just any book recommendations that spring to mind.
1: Well, I'll give you two quick ones. Uh, one that I always go to, which is an oldie but a goodie, is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Um, I always go back to that. I either read some of it or I'll listen to some of it on CD in the car or something like that. Um, and I use a lot of Coveyisms during my work. Um, I love his uh, concept of the emotional bank account because I use that in branding quite a bit. It applies very well. Um, the other one that I'll, I'll give a shout out to is one that I just finished, which is I'll, I'll look up at my uh, <laughs> little library here yeah. Millionaire Success Habits uh, by Dean Graziosi. I just finished okay. that on, uh, on a plane trip. And it's all about, it talks a lot about mindset, which is, you know, one of my new, you know, big hairy things that I'm trying to work on for myself, but two great books that I would highly, highly recommend.
0: Awesome. And from your network, having gone through the bulk of the interview now, who do you think would make a really good and valuable interview for Awaken Your Alpha? Anyone You to yeah.
1: You know the first, the first person that comes to mind, and you may have already had him on the show, is Sean Douglas.
0: Yeah, um, I think I've been on his show. I think he. Okay. I think I've had him on mine, but I have. I that is one of ones I just assume I have, but I'm not sure if I have actually. So that could be a good reminder because, um, yeah, he's one of my. I have. I know him. I know him well. He's been on my. He was my roommate actually at New Media Summit. So, so um, yeah, he's been a roommate. Of mine. Good recommendation. Really? Anyone, <laughs> yeah, anyone else, just in case. He's been on already. I know I've been on his show. So <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, the other individual that comes to mind who has who's helped me out a lot is uh one of my business partners, Don Mask. Um he's run and started a number of businesses. Um he's turned around a number of businesses. He's he's definitely not a guy that you would necessarily see on the radar. Uh, but he he started college enterprises years ago. Uh, one of the best business minds that, that I've seen. And also, he's not only a great business mind, but he also makes sure that he doesn't force things on you, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, a, he's a very, despite despite all of his accomplishments, he's very approachable and he's a very easy person to talk to. Cool.
0: And what was the one question that you thought I was going to ask or you hoped I was going to ask and you feel like I've missed it? Is there anything that springs to mind? I don't think you've
1: missed anything, um, <laughs> per se, guy, but I, I always talk. love <laughs> but I I always I always love talking about football. You didn't ask me anything about football and do we're in the middle prof- of football season. I was you say, know you, do you, mean you guys, football guys
0: football? that come And I don't mean soccer.
1: American- I mean American football, real football. <laughs> That's what I'm talking
0: about. You mean the football where they use their hands. Is that- <laughs> <laughs> the modified rugby. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know? Exactly. A, I'm going to date this interview. There's the Rugby World Cup going on at the moment, so I've been watching that. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, what football team do you support? American football, this is. I'm assuming Chicago. Swank. Are you now? L.A. Rams.
1: You know, I I am a Chicago guy through and through. I am a Bears fan, a Blackhawks fan, a Bulls fan, uh, and a White Sox fan in baseball. Sorry, I hate the Cubs, but I am definitely a Bears
0: fan. <laughs> I'm a Chicago Bulls fan from back in the day when they had Jordan. That when when we, I grew up in England, I was obsessed with basketball and particularly, you know, the Chicago Bulls. Um, loved them, loved them, but <laughs> they're still good now. But um, yeah, yeah, awesome. All right then. Um, that was that was that was a good time. I lived I lived in Chicago during uh, those Jordan
1: years. <laughs> that,
0: yeah, that is just it's crazy crazy era is just just so good. It's ridiculous. Um, and finally, what's the best way people can connect with you if they want to find out more and continue the conversation? Yeah,
1: you know, the best way is just to simply go to my website, which is www.b as in boy, t isn't tom, c is cat inc.net. Again, that's BTC Inc.net. There's a ton of resources there, you know, articles, videos, uh also podcasts on there. Uh there's also a free ebook that people can grab and learn a little bit more about me. That's the best place to go and if you want a second place, it seems like I'm always on LinkedIn. That's my favorite social media platform. Uh, Drop me a message, find me over there, and be, be more than happy to even have a real brief conversation via LinkedIn messaging if need be.
0: Awesome, and we'll stick all of them on the show notes as well if you didn't catch all of that. So, Ken, it's been an absolute pleasure today. Thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure, Adam. Thank you for having
1: me. I really appreciate it.
0: Awesome. All right, we're done. The Awaken Your Alpha Podcast. Live Limitless. This episode is sponsored by The Arena, the men's only membership community that really will enhance all and everything you're doing. Dig deeper into the effective model philosophy and strategies ultimately. It's that mindset and philosophy to fulfillment and the art of living. That's mental toughness and strength going forward as a man. Stepping into the arena is what it's all about. This is going to be 10x the value. And for the founding members, please do go and check this out. This is a huge opportunity to get in at the ground floor. That's ayalpha.com forward slash arena. All I ask at this stage is give this your attention, go and have a look at it, collect the 10 Alpha Laws of Power, my free giveaway. That's something I put a lot of thought into and will be useful to you. Standalone will be useful to you and I think will help as you move forwards. And also, if you don't relate to that, this is very not likely not the arena for you. But if you do resonate with some of the points on there, you're exactly the person I'm talking to and exactly the person who can become in and be part of this team.